Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw, the night after Survivor Series, where, John, you were there in person. Now you're back here to talk about all things Raw, all things WWE. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I am very uh, – actually, I'll, I'll save some of the egg, egg puns till we get rolling here because – I've, I've got a couple up my sleeve, but uh, before we get rolling here, I just want to remind you all, this show, get everything we do here is available on all our streaming, streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, but whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So, John, for the second night in a row, the most, um, I guess, prevalent story had to do with Vince McMahon's priceless, oh, I can't say priceless, he said it was worth $100 million, his, his very valuable egg, his golden egg. Um, this was the the talk of the town at Survivor Series, and they, of course, uh, kept it rolling into the show tonight uh, with a big mystery that they're going to have both for all and SmackDown locker rooms present for this wide-scale investigation into the the disappearance of said egg. It went missing at some point during Survivor Series, not, no, not knowing who took it. And as expected, we got several uh, vignettes throughout the show of, of the, the, the locker room, uh, including former uh, women's champion Rhea Ripley, uh, of course, our truth. A lot of the twenty four seven title scene, uh, ripping apart the locker room, looking for this thing, uh, desperate to find it because not only was it you know value, valuable to Vince McMahon, he said you know no one finds it or helps me find it, you're going to get a WWE title shot tonight. So that kind of set up a, a which is confusing because why why would Rhea Ripley care about that? Right, and she even tweeted like, "Oh, I want to face Biggie," and then everyone else is like. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, John, DJ's asking what you thought about this egg thing because you were there in person. So we, 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 I hate to hear your thoughts on it last night. We hate to hear your, your thoughts on it as it unfolded last night. But now we have the benefit of at least hopefully uh, being done with it. So at least kind of looking back on it now, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how it wound up uh, resolving. But at least kind of what was presented at Survivor Series, the, the beginning of this riveting mystery. John, what did you think about all of this egg, this excellent stuff? I, I'm not sure. I feel like a lot of people thought this was kind of the tease or set up The Rock versus Roman Reigns, and then tonight the direction they went into was completely different, which makes you think, like, was this the plan all along? Did they literally just do this for Austin <laughs> Theory to get a title match and lose? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But it does make sense that he would be the kind of guy that would take it like a selfie. So I, they, they put that together very well. Of course, there was a report from Fightful that came out that said that um, they they weren't exactly sure what they were going to do, but apparently what they ended up doing was a lot better than what was floated around the table. So who knows what could have been, and uh. who also knows that <laughs> this is over. Um, and it's funny because speaking of that, there were some reports today, and I think it was um, Andrew Zarian, with, uh, he posted with the Wrestling Observer and said that uh, WWE did plan this event with the expectation that The Rock would be there. When they found out a couple weeks ago or a month ago or whatever it was that he wouldn't be there, they just stuck with the original plan of kind of still planning the show around him being there, which I think, I forget who it was, but somebody summed it up nicely by saying they threw a party for somebody and the guests didn't show up. <laughs> and that's what it was. That's great. That's it's it's true though. I was talking about it last night. That's why I was frustrated. I was like, even uh, you know, Eddie's saying and some of the comments that last night. Yeah, like the the reports or or you know you know the various reports saying that he was filming something in Australia or or Europe, Europe wherever it was. Like I know that now, and I, I even when I found out or it was like kind of confirmed to me last night. Um, that's doesn't that's it's so frustrating that they they set up the whole show. It was the video packages. We had this egg. We had, um, and then we were talking about last night, the, uh, the the fact that, or the reports at least, that they were originally going to open with Big E Roman and they switched it. So then some indirect hope, at least, that the, that something might be going down, you know, maybe maybe having to come out there. And that's just saying he could have at least Zoom called in. And that's more what I'm saying. It's like, I don't even need anything crazy. Just a Zoom call to be like, finally, The Rock, well, he couldn't, he couldn't say it's come back home, but, you know, Drop some of his catchphrases, have a good time. Because he, like you said, Johnny, was the, the guest of honor of this party. So this not happen there, definitely was disappointing. That Johnny you mentioned that report from Fightful. The the storyline aspect is interesting where it's like, I don't want to know what they what was getting kicked around because if this is what we got and whatever was uh suggested was a lot worse. <laughs> this was this wasn't like awful necessarily, but I didn't think it was good. So like I I'd be uh 
con concerned, I guess, to know what they are kind of floating there. But part of that report is also uh, that uh, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, part of it was that um, WWE was uh, paid seven figures for this, uh, what everyone call it, sponsorship or, or product placement, if you will. I'm not sure that's about, you know what I mean. Uh, and that's crazy because, like, that's definitely um, the, an incentive to keep doing stuff like that. It's like if they can kind of keep uh, Leather Rose, uh, we talked about last night, the zombies at WrestleMania Backlash, like more of these film-based things. The Pizza um, Hut Battle Royal. Goodness gracious. What do you think of that? We Again, we didn't get here last night, the, the pizza in the uh, ring and... And getting and getting frisbeed out into the into the into the stands. I didn't get any, Colin. That's the thing. I thought I maybe. Would you have eaten any? Real question. Uh, well, I, it's funny you say that because the people that caught the pizza did actually eat it. Like they uh, actually uh, ate it. And you uh, have to think about like this is Montez Ford that just got done with a wrestling match. He's all sweaty, sweaty mitts on this pizza. And he's literally just opening a box <laughs> of pizza, throwing oh slices in the crowd. They're flying around. And people are catching it, and literally they were just eating it. And I thought it was kind of. But, I, I, uh, I, I'll tell you I, what, though. I'll tell you what, and I gotta give my, I gotta give at least a little credit to myself here. Out <laughs> of the twenty-five people in this match, I did accurately pick the winner. I did get the winner correct for this one, which I think many, many, many people did. But then at the same time, typically a big guy isn't really a favorite to win a match like this because they often get teamed up on. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and there, like he says, there was a We Want Pizza chant that they got pretty loud. But yeah, the the product placement stuff like this is, uh, I mean, if they're if they're literally getting paid one to two million dollars just to spend a week or two or three weeks tying in movie information, promos, videos into their product, they're gonna do it, and they'd be stupid not to. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's a business. At the end of the day, we can sit here and say this egg thing is is goofy, silly, maybe even dumb. Uh, but if they're getting paid that well for it, I can't hold that against them. It's like it's a business, and and clearly, yet again, we've been talking about it for weeks now with the releases. This emphasis on the bottom line, the the profit, you know, that's that's what they're all about. And like that's, you know, again, can't really knock that because like that's that tracks with the well, with the way they're doing things and that's fine like, that's that's it's their prerogative like that so eddie's saying it was like he's seen a lot worse we saw a lot worse uh during the ruthless ruthless, uh, ruthless aggression era probably even the attitude era we've seen a lot yeah, of goofy like stuff stone um, cold like with the beer truck and course, there was a milk truck at one point stuff like so, that where they're, they're tying in specific beer brands milk brands uh product placement like they did couple years ago when they brought in like that nascar that had a, sp a particular sponsor on it they they know what they're doing they often have matches that are like sponsored by burger king of course K of kfc course. was a big one that they did they did the colonel sanders i match, remember that yeah was. yeah um that was only i think 20 like the one of the last shows before the pandemic or 2020 or no yeah. maybe tlc not 19 or so but yeah that's fairly recent so they do it all the time and that's fine but john real question you know we talk last way about the pizza because i don't want to get uh too uh, off on it but i was talking about it last night we got some of the comments from the viewers i myself not a member of team uh pizza hut if it, if it were a survivor series uh team pizza hut versus team domino's domino's is my pizza chain of choice but where, where do you stand on the uh, commercial pizza debate here. Uh, I would probably, if it was just those two, I'd probably go with Hut. Do you uh, have a favorite otherwise, like Papa John's or a, a local joint? Or I'm a stuffed crust guy, and uh, Pizza Hut's yes. like stuffed crust. Although other other places have started to kind of follow suit. Little Caesars is, I think, a good one. But uh, I Trash. think <laughs> you gotta you gotta go with the, you gotta go with the little local shops. They they make like they make like the the good stuff. Yeah, I see all uh, the way. There was a comment there from Sean that said about throwing the pizza around. He said if they were in the arena, they most likely had a shot. Yes, it was mandatory if you're 12 and older that you had at least one COVID shot. And they were checking not just the vaccination cards, but they were also matching them up with identification. So very good. Very uh, it was good. the first time yeah. I had ever been to an event where they had not just checked for the card, but they actually checked your ID to match it up. So uh, definitely everybody in there was vaccinated and no problems there so uh that definitely had an effect with the attendance tonight obviously they they said tonight was only like half as many people which i came across on tv i did see the wave again tonight uh plenty of good parts 
of the show I thought were memorable, but uh, one thing that I think was maybe shocking or unpredictable was that uh, a title change tonight as Queen Zelina and Carmella win the tag team champions from Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. They have been making Nikki A.S.H. look pretty bad in recent weeks, uh, making her feel bad about herself, throwing pity party. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the point of that was, and obviously tonight it came to a conclusion when they lost their titles. I thought maybe they would do something where Rhea and Nikki could maybe one would turn on the other, but at the same time, I think they're both good as faces. So, I mean, what do you think about all of that? I hate to say it because it sounds bad. Like I, I've, I, we've talked about it before. I have not been the, the biggest fan of, of Nikki A.S.H.'s superhero thing. And again, I'm a big fan of superheroes. Like that's not the problem. It's more the sort of delivery of whatever it's been like the, her like boom smack thing where she's trying to like get this like catchphrase kind of going. And then she's like barely on TV recently. She was left off Survivor Series, even though Ray Ripley was part of Team Raw. I thought that was just a, an odd choice. Like they're the women's tag champions. And you're not gonna have them together uh, on on that team. That felt that felt weird to me. Kind of telling. It was like uh, honestly, the last time I really remember them being on TV was like the very very brief backstage match with John Morris looking for his for his chi like two weeks ago. Um, Ripley, I think, was on TV, but Nikki wasn't. If I can, if I remember. Um, so when they announced this match tonight, I will, I will take a little tangent to say they did something very. The again, the bar is so low that this should not be a big deal. They they uh, ran through the match card. I think like maybe ten minutes in the show or so to kind of be like, hey, this is what's coming up. And and I I like that first off. It's like okay, this is what we're gonna get. Help makes my job easier. I'm like okay, this is what we gotta kind of keep in mind. Night for news, whatever. So, but as a fan, even beyond that, I like seeing like okay, this is what's coming up. Got what I'm looking forward to. And then they did that again. It was right before the turn of the second hour. So right before hour two started, a very easy organic way to kind of stave off anybody that might tune out automatically after the first hour. It's like, oh, they're going to have, I mean, they advertised uh, Rollins versus Balor. It's a big match. So it's like, oh, cool. I'm going to stay tuned. And obviously that didn't go the way they may have wanted to, but nonetheless, I think that's a very, very good idea. And oh, we're going to kind of show you what, what's, what's coming up rather than the usual kind of blind uh, guess about what's going to happen next here. So I like that, you know, the, the, a very small thing. Um, but for the women's tag team champions, Nestor agreeing that it was very odd that yeah, the, the women's tag team champions were not on Team Raw last night, so that was questionable. So then when they they announced as I was talking about them running through the match, but when they announced this tie match tonight, I hated to say it, but I was like hundred percent they're losing. Vega hasn't booked very well since she won. Hmm. Um, I'm surprised you say that because I did not expect it. Oh, I did. Like, and uh, to the to the point, um, I was working with one of our new our writers here, and he wrote there was a shocking title change, and I'm like. I don't even think it was shocking. I, I could tell this. I said, don't, don't, don't use, don't use that word. Cause like, I thought the writing was kind of on the wall. Not to say it was like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't spoiled. It wasn't like, they, you know, I, I could see why I won't say that. But for me, I saw it coming a mile away because the way they've been booked, we got one comment saying that there was, there's really only at this point two, uh, that's Steve, Steven saying there's only two women's tag teams in the whole division as an aftermath of, of releases and, uh, the, the draft and everything. Well, I get I get the logic behind that, although after what I've seen tonight, I'm inclined to believe Natalia and Tamina are still together, right, and I wouldn't even right. go as far as to add Dewdrop into that equation at this point. Also correct. So yeah. the, I, would, I would consider them to potentially be uh, a team, and then what we've seen on SmackDown with uh, Shayna Baszler and the whole Naomi thing, there, there's some kind of parody going on there but of course yeah i do agree that this um this i thought it was not shocking like i agree with you on that but i still think it was unexpected because i i really didn't expect it but maybe it was um uh, part of me thinks that this was like a, a i don't want to say a payback but like a, a an uh, uh, an IOU to Zelina Vega after what they did on 9-11 where they canceled her match on the anniversary of her father, like, you know, and then they're back in New York City tonight and then she wins a title okay. there. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Um, I think that's fair. And just ironically, like a couple of days after the news comes out that she said that he Vince personally apologized. called yeah. her to apologize. It just, to me, it's like, it, it comes together. 
I, I think that's that's a good point. And maybe that very much was part of the thinking. Um, sometimes they, they like to do those hometown uh, hero, quote unquote, moments. So I can see that. Um, maybe maybe that kind of like tipped their decision to do it tonight. Because, again, it felt like they didn't really have any uh, real direction for, for Rhea and Nikki. And that's a shame. We talked, we talked about it before. These are two former Raw Women's Champions uh, for Nikki. What three months ago she was she was the reigning wall problems champion or maybe a little over three months at this point but not too long ago that no, she was definitely at the top there and um and here we are and she again she had left off survivor series uh we johnny mentioned with uh with shana over on smackdown maybe they got kind of a, a shana and Nat natalia pairing and that's what um uh Nesha's saying then you've got you mentioned uh, natalia tamina still kind of being together do you want to say it's someone on the post show last night a comment said that uh, asked if I thought they're going to have Dewdrop join that pairing, and I brushed it off. I was like, oh, I don't think so. I was wrong. They they walked out together tonight, so I was like, I feel like that's where they're going. So I want to want to shout that out real quick, because um, yeah, that that's you know I was wrong. So uh, Eddie pointing out that Zelina has had a remarkable journey as well here, going from she was fired, then she won the Queen's Crown tournament, then she won the title tonight. So definitely hats off to her, well deserved. I'm very happy to see that. You know, I was very upset when she got released in the first place, and I was very happy when she won the Queen's Crown. And now she's still rolling. It's happy to see that DJ saying he, he was wanting to give the comment last night. So uh, credit to you, DJ. I, I was way off on that one. I just didn't see it. Uh, we, and then so it feels like we've got a little stable going there. So, yeah, I think this is good for Vega and Carmella. Uh, it will be better if, if we can kind of build up some tag teams here. How to do that at this point, don't we know? Uh, at this point, Carmella and Vega were thrown together, so I imagine that will be more of what we're going to be getting, at least in the short term. Um, but uh, at least, you know, at least for one night, good, good for Vega, good for Carmella. You know, too. I mean, Carmella's been there for several years, so you know, definitely re rewarding her for her years of service, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess it was, it was time, and I and I hope to see better for Ray Ripley and Nick Ash moving on from here, because um, I was. This point, but by their reign overall, and I hope that they can kind of bounce back from it uh, sooner and later. So, but this is not the only title change we have tonight. We're getting several comments about the family who attacks Seth Rollins. I want to get there in a minute. But we're talking about title changes. We also got a Dana Brooke, as the DJ pointed out. Dana Brooke was the real shocker. Dana Brooke won her first title in her WWE career when she won the 24/7 title tonight. She pinned Cedric Alexander after uh, after he pinned Reggie in a normal match there. Uh, doing the title, so I was I did some, did some quick re research for it. So, Dana Brooke has been with the company since 2013. She got called up in 2016, and uh, we've seen even in the past year, year, year or two, she's challenged for the women's tag titles, never won it. I'm sure that she's probably challenged for the singles titles at various points, but never won it. So, here, one's a 24 7 title. Um, good for her, you know. There, I don't, I can't run, I can't knock it. You know, to have someone that's been there for on close to close to a decade now to have her kind of uh, get uh recognized like that it's good it's good dj's wondering how long we think she's being be the champion i mean other than reggie these all these are often very transitional i would honestly say well surprised she she left the show of the title tonight i thought she might lose it in the backstage segment so Maybe it's maybe it's next week. We got for that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's way off. I listened to an interview with Reggie today where he was saying he wanted he wanted to make like an animated series about the 24/7 title, and then, then he went out and lost it. So maybe that's not in the works after all. But uh, John, what do you think about Dana Brooke winning the title tonight and just kind of the? Oh, I have no idea. This is this was kind. Of, I don't want to say dumb, but like she acted like it was this huge opportunity huge deal that she's going to be able to prove herself first of all the promo was terrible afterwards <laughs> she, she messed up like the first sentence she, i forget what she said but it made no sense and then she's talking about like uh, I, I i proved myself and i was like you didn't you didn't prove yourself you waited until somebody was caught off guard and then you capitalized on it and then everybody was like oh we don't know the rules of intergender wrestling so we'll just right. stand there and look right. at you and at some point, I don't know. I, 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 it'll be a week. I think a week next week in Long Island, New York, just down the road from where they're at now. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm at least glad that she won with an actual move, not, not the classic twenty four seven roll up. So, um, that was again. We're talking a very low bar here, so I was just glad for that. Um, Richard, Richard Weaver agreeing with you that saying it was dumb. Um. 
to me, I I very rarely have like any really negative thing to say about the 24-7 things. I view it in like a very just separate part of the show. I don't know. To me, it's well, in yeah, the back. No, nobody should have expectations with this at all. No, but um, yeah, yeah, we have some comments about kind of what the rules might be. If it's like if she holds the title, we have had. I think I did the research. She became the seventh uh, woman to hold the twenty four seven title. Uh, we've seen Maria Canellas Bennett, Kelly Kelly, Medusa, Can uh, Candace Michelle, um, Kamala's won it before as well. And there's always there's always ways to stop and get rolled up. It's not like you gotta like hit him with a pile Knock driver or something. <laughs> Nothing crazy. It's like it's fine. Um, so I thought that was a little weird, especially because they they have had seven women's champions to have all the guys just stand there uh, when the when the whole gag is like, oh, they're always trying to like roll each other up and, and, and whatever. Uh, Eddie, I like and uh, kind of likewise, Eddie predicting the archery well rolling up next week. I'd be happy with that. Give the man his baby back. Nessa's been asking for that for quite a while now. Feels like it's been a while since we have a, we've had a good R-Truth uh, title win there. So keep having him accumulate those title reigns. I'm fine with that. Um, Stephen was saying maybe maybe a comedy segment. Herman's saying maybe, maybe Vince would win the title. I don't know about that, <laughs> but mm. um, it's just, this is fine. Uh, we got one comment saying that uh, they should turn it. Oh, it's Richard, Richard saying that they should turn it into the TV title. Now, Richard, I think a wrestling company would have a TV title that's defended like an actual championship with actual matches. This is WWE. It's all about the content, right? So uh, it's about the skits and the roll-ups, and, and we have this some matches like. Hmm? This is better than that stuff. You, oh, you, Nezha saying Truth needs to get his baby back. Um, yeah, so if that's where this is going next week, it's fine, you know, good for him. DJ saying maybe ne next week we'll see the egg become the champion. Goodness gracious, oh my gosh, I hope we're done with this egg thing. We'll, we'll circle back to the, how the egg thing uh played out there in the night, but there's obviously a lot more to get into. Don't want to uh avoid the elephant in the room too much more. I uh, just we got several comments about the fact that a fan attacked Seth Rollins tonight and what was one of the more um. I don't know. Uh, Off-putting parts of the show when, when Rollins. Uh, so I mentioned before, Rollins was supposed to have a match with Finn Balor. So I was like, I literally tweeted, "Cool, this will be a good match." And then Rollins attacked Balor, hit him with steel steps in the face, and then stomped him twice. Very clearly, kind of writing him off TV. But then that kind of quickly got lost in the shuffle because um, Rollins was walking up the ramp, and this fan attacked him. And from the back, I thought it was Biggie. It was a fairly big guy. But it felt very weird they wouldn't like say that. So I was like, "What's going on?" Like, what because they showed it on TV, and Jimmy Smith said, "Who's that?" Right. right. And, and, and I immediately after that, you knew something was off because <laughs> yeah. they didn't mention it again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of the just it briefly derailed the show. This guy was actually like he was going off on Rollins. He he bloodied Rollins' lip. Thankfully, security officials got there pretty quickly, separated him. Uh, WWE issued a statement saying that he's in the custody of the, the New York Police Department and they will be prosecuting to the fullest extent of the law. Um, so this this was not good. Uh, DJ's asking if I think it's scripted. No, this very clearly seems legit. We've seen this uh, we've seen this before, unfortunately. I think unfortunately with Rollins, this has happened to him specifically, I think three or four times now, which is pretty weird. Um, my thoughts on it, you know, don't like I'll never forget what I have gone to a couple of football games. And the, like they have this like fan code of conduct. And the one thing they tell you, John, the one thing they emphasize, and it's always like at the end of a long spiel about, you know, conduct, whatever, and they say, and most importantly, don't be a dick. That's all there is to it. If you're going to go to these shows, I'm gonna, I've got to imagine, let's assume this guy had a good seat that he got, he'd hop the barricade. He hops the barricade. Like, uh, I forget who it was, uh, but I might have been. Oh, it was Paul Heyman last night? Like you said, we're in Brooklyn. What do you expect? This is the second time in three years that they've been in Brooklyn and something has happened. Bret Hart was attacked in the ring, and then of course tonight Seth Rollins is attacked on the ramp. The guy easily went around the back of the where the stage is and came right up through. And the camera guys just and you could if 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 any of you watch the video the many videos that are online, when when the guy was like running towards him, Rollins like kind of pointed at him like like he pointed like he was he kept looking at the camera but he pointed and then this dude just like took him out and then the ref just hopped on and like choked the guy out. Then the other ref who's kind of like still trying to like keep reality and like check right. on Balor, right. 
But then he leaves the ring and comes down. I'm surprised like Balor didn't like you know just get out and help. But of course, yeah. then it yeah. really kind of ruins the show. But then of course he's hauled out, and then there was this whole story where Rollins' designer was there, and he tried to get involved and get go after this guy, and then. Uh, they're they're hauling him up the steps, and there's other fans just like getting in his face, yelling at him, cursing him out, giving him every word in the book, and it's like, it, it, I I I just hope it comes out like, wh why? Like there, because you don't do that for no reason. You do it because, whether it's because you're you're something like maybe mentally wrong, where you think maybe it's more real than what it is, or we've seen that before, yeah. or. It's just, it was, yeah, and like Jim says, Becky was, like, standing kind of there in the entranceway as it was happening, but it's like, uh, and then and then let's let's continue this with, uh, later on in the night, he comes out again for the main event match, and he, he's making his entrance, and he's, like, doing this, like, he's looking both ways, and, like, dancing, MVP. and, like, that was great. Like, just what a way to handle it, like, he's a, he's a this pro. guy yeah. is unfazable. He get he got up as soon as it happened and was yelling at this guy like he was ready to like get after it even though he knew not to do anything stupid and he didn't. But yeah, he comes out later on and then of course we get the main event championship match WWE championship match Austin Theory, which we might as well talk about Theory finding the egg or having the egg I guess not finding it. So as you, as we mentioned before, uh, you as and as you would probably expect coming out of the show last night we had several of these egg. Um, segments here you know of, of the mystery of the investigation the show started Vince McMahon, with a video package about the egg and then it was Vince McMahon and the WWE officials Adam Pierce and Lita Bill backstage and I do want to say one thing you know there was last night people were kind of saying oh this is this is in bad taste they had uh several of the wrestlers applaud Vince when it showed up and this is in the wake of many 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 releases so then next night we have Vince there and basically saying okay if you don't find who took the egg uh you're not gonna have your jobs anymore. And I was like, that's that's not good. Like, and I like it's storyline wise, it makes sense. I like on the vacuum, it's fine, but again, we're talking about this context and these, you know, the, the this has been the talk of the town recently. It's like probably didn't need to go there, didn't need to go there. Uh so then that led to various things, you know. As I mentioned, there there are I think two. Yeah, I think two, maybe two, even three vignettes. You know, they were they were the superstars tearing the locker room apart. There are people kind of running, uh, trying to find this thing, and then there's I think there's another one as well. Um, again, look for looking for the for the for the egg or and or just information about it. Um, where because yeah, Vince then said it, whoever either brings me the egg or helps me helps me find it, gives me the information, uh, we'll, we'll get a title shot tonight against the WWE champion. So that's obviously a big deal. Um, and so then we had, you know, I think, uh, I think we had to wait until just before the turn of the third hour, where it was, you know, yeah. there was a right before commercial. Sonia just said, we got him. We, we got whoever stole the egg. We, we, we know who did it. Uh, Sammy Zayn wound up being the snitch. He brings in, and he wants to bring in Austin Theory, raw newcomer Austin Theory, who, who does have the egg in his hands. And this man is upset, naturally. And he, and he, and he says, like, what were you, what were you thinking? Why, why did you do it? And he said, oh, I want to take a selfie with it. And I didn't want to do it or, you know, with all the people around. So I, I took the egg back to my hotel and I got scared. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then he shows Vince a selfie. And Vince is like, oh, all right, you know what? That, that took guts. You know, that was, uh, that was uh, pretty brave of you. So I'm like, you know what? You get the title shot. And I was like, okay. That's um, not what I thought we were going to be doing. <laughs> Not just saying, but but theory was rewarded for stealing the egg. WWF, WTF, only WWE. Um, so yes, this this did set up the main and before before the main event. Uh, then Vince kind of turned on uh, on Sammy, saying, oh, "Like you're you're, so, you're a snitch. Like the, screw you. Like it, you know, it, get out of here." It, it further supports his theory that there's a conspiracy against it him. It does. So at least the and Steve's and they they screwed Sammy over. And they did. Like this man is actually like he has a legit claim to conspiracy. Like everything's going going against him here. And something like this is like clearly ridiculous. It was like you know he was trying to help him find the egg and uh, didn't go his way. And Eddie, Eddie, I made this joke myself, and I decided it was pretty funny, saying it was it was me, Austin. You know, Austin Theory, not someone called you, Austin. Obviously, the classic Vince McMahon reveal that he was the one behind. I think that was the Ministry of Darkness reveal when he, when he took the hood off. 
um i thought that was funny as well just like it was it was me along austin and then it was austin <laughs> um yeah man i don't know i i don't um i just think it i'm glad again i hope it's over that this at least specifically this this kind of thing is not over again if they're, if they're being paid so well for it where i whatever the next movie they can do for it is or or whatever it might be i imagine they're gonna they take the opportunity if they can get it, but it's it did set up maybe that match here uh, again. Unfortunately, Nash was saying the same. I got screwed over. I feel bad for him. I would agree. Sammy got a match as well, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, Austin Theory had the main, main event match. He got he was the one that got the prize when he challenged Biggie for the WWE title. And yes, that is a big spot for him. Eddie's saying the whole like I had a big push. I mean, as soon as Austin arrived on Raw, it felt like they definitely have uh, high hopes for him. He's he's been winning matches. He's been pretty much featured. Every week in some capacity, as far as I can tell, he worked with the Mysterios right away uh, and Jeff Hardy. So, you know, that kind of goes to show you. Um, so, no, I thought this was good for him. Egg or no egg. I thought, you know, uh, Nesha and I uh, were tweeting about a little bit. Nesha said, oh, I didn't expect it to be Austin. And I was like, no, I didn't expect it either. Uh, pro, it puts him in a good spot. Con, it puts him in a really silly spot that's not a good look. Like, <laughs> he's going to be remembered as the egg guy. Uh, unless they really kind of, um, I don't know, Strap a rocket to him and have him kind of take off from here. But like for now, he's going to be the egg guy, and that's going to be a little tough to overcome. Thought this was a good match. Um, no complaints. Uh, but with the match itself, I thought it was good. Austin held his own with the WWE champion. Uh, and then it kind of fell off, you know, fell off the rails a little bit. We had Seth Rollins, consummate pro, come out and be on commentary. Kevin Rollins comes out as well, and they have distractions. And um, that leads to Biggie pinning Austin Theory. I saw some people upset that Theory kind of got "quote unquote" protective, like the, he he didn't need to have uh, the distraction. You know, he could have lost it cleanly. I didn't really care. It's like it, I understood that they're kind of trying to help him get established here. It's like Biggie, Biggie won. Like I ain't have a problem with it. I don't know what you think, John, but overall here, John, awesome Theory main event, the man who stole the egg and gets reward for it, and main events brawl with his first WWE title match, and what could be his first of many. Yeah, it was all right. I thought it was the match was decent for for what we saw. The ending was a little, you know, with with uh, Rollins and Owens kind of getting involved, and still, for what I think is setting up some kind of like a triple threat for day one between uh, Biggie, Rollins, Owens. Even though Rollins is kind of guaranteed that one on one match, so. Maybe we get the one-on-one match and then a triple threat. I'm not sure how long Owens... I don't know if Owens is signed through the Royal Rumble or if it's right before that or what. But regardless, I thought it was a, it was a decent match. Yeah, I liked it. You know, it was fresh. More often than not, if you give me something fresh, I uh, like this. Like, like this, you know, uh, we haven't seen this before. It was a world title match, the main event. Um, that, that It was actually an, an actual match, you know. Can't really complain about that. Uh, Steven agreeing about the idea for the triple threat match. Feels like that's where they're going. You know, they do have a little bit of time here uh, until uh, day one. And uh, as you said, it does feel like Browns, uh, he won't earn a shot at a, at a singles title match. So I feel like that would make a little more sense. But at least saying maybe they'll do, do the triple threat at the pay-per-view. Maybe do Rounds Biggie one-on-one on Raw at some point. I still think uh, Raw and or SmackDown should do special, like, Christmas or holiday episodes of Raw and SmackDown, you know, something, something to kind of like as a unofficial, not pay-per-view, but a special show sometime in December would be kind of cool. Obviously, we have War Games for NXT, but for the main roster, I think that'd be good. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Triple Threat would be good. Uh, I, I was talking about it last night. Owens walking out on Survivor Series, like intentionally getting counted out right away, struck me as like. It just felt like a very like oh this guy's on his way out kind of thing. But then the next night he's back in this you know the the WWE titles picture. So yeah, I guess that was maybe a one off. But um, as you said, I, I don't necessarily know uh, how long this will go if they're going to kind of draw us out until supposedly he's ready to leave, uh, or, or or if he does say like we still don't know. But uh, that, obviously that is still part of the conversation here. So that would be my bet at this point that, that we're going to get a singles match at some point soon. And maybe, maybe Owens interferes. Maybe, maybe something else happens, uh, and we get control of that match at the day one day review anyway. So, and I'd like to see that. So, I like that. 
and I think that'd be fun. So yeah, and I would agree that they agree Owens will kind of set that up. So I'm on board with that, and I, that would be my prediction as well. So on night of several title matches here, not, not some title changes and several title matches. We mentioned Sami Zayn. Sami got a kind of consolation prize when Damian Priest had an open challenge for the United States Championship. I thought this was interesting, John, because last last night at Survivor Series, which is in the same building as the show tonight, had Damian Priest pretty clearly turn heel when he attacked uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs with the guitar. And then the next night here on Monday, he says um, he's, he's playing the role of the hometown hero. He's like, oh, you're in, you're in New York, and he's from New York. But it's a struggle. Like, what, what? Like, one night, quite literally, his heel turn. Next night, uh, hometown babyface. All right, a little weird. And then Apollo, Apollo Cruz comes out, former Intercontinental Champion, guy that hasn't really done much since he got drafted to Raw. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's kind of fresh. I'm, I'm on board with it. And then we got to see that Commander Aziz, has, he's moved up in the world from Enforcer to Hype Man because he cuts a promo, Hype and Paul, uh, Apollo Cruz. I haven't really seen that before. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, and then uh, Cruz is like, you know what? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm not going to face you for your title tonight. So, um, like, all right. So then Damian Priest, at that point, already established himself. He's like, oh, you're in New York. I'm going to beat you up. You know, it's my hometown, whatever. And the, the crowd was behind him. And I thought it was a fairly good promo from, from his uh, perspective. But again, it's weird to have him flip-flop literally night to night in the same building. Uh, but then uh, Sammy comes out saying that there is a conspiracy against him, but he's going to answer this open challenge because you can't conspire against someone in an open challenge. Like, it's an open shot. So uh, then we had a good match with Priest and Zane. Priest wins. No complaints, really. That was good. I like Sammy. I, I, I want better for him. But, um, yeah. What, what do you think about Damian Priest here and his, his ongoing uh, ambiguous alignment here of all, along the face-heel kind of thing as we move on here on, on Monday Raw? Oh, boy. I'm not sure. It's, um, it's confusing because there seems to be a clear direction, but then there's not a clear direction. So, what? What? what, what do you? Where do you think this is going? Like, I don't understand. It's literally, um, it's literally them living up to the gimmick of like angel devil half and half because he's Damian right? Priest has been acting like half and half. Honestly, there, there's something to be said for that. Like. Go for it. You don't really see that all too much. Like lean into it. Be like this man. You know he's literally an angel and a devil. Some nights you're gonna get the angel. Some like all right. It's gonna be confusing. I don't really trust them to pull it off. But again, more often than not, I say go for the different things. Go for stuff they haven't really done before and like shake it up and try it out. And they've made that pretty clearly his his kind of new thing of like you know some he kind of snaps and the the devil kicks in. So cool. I I hadn't really thought of that. I more looked at like kind of the weird. Um, the booking of it, but uh, now we're getting thoughts about who might be the one to take the title from him. Uh, where Steven's saying he doesn't think they'll hold the title much longer, predicting Theory or Ricochet being the guy to take the title. Of those two, I would say Theory is much more likely, Ricochet, uh, uh, both because Ricochet's on SmackDown and because as much as I like the guy and as, as talented as he is, uh, they've just not really done right by him for some time now. Uh, but whereas with Theory, it feels like he's kind of the, the new toy in the, to in the toy box and they're trying to get him established. So I could see that pretty easily at some point soon. They've got some history of dating back to NXT, so maybe we'll see that. Um, but likewise, uh, anyone who, who could take the title, uh, maybe, Bobby, maybe Bobby Lashley, uh, to have Bobby Lashley regain the title and have a, an, another dominant run as the United States champion. Um, I don't know about that. You know, it feels like Lashley is kind of like just a step under the world title at this point, and maybe he'll challenge while well, he's already challenged Biggie. So maybe that makes, makes more sense. I don't know. Um, I think it should have somebody kind of up and coming at this point. I guess theory would make the most sense based on what we've seen so far. But uh, what what do you think of John of the options here among? I think they've got plenty of options on Raw. It's just a matter of kind of what they want to do with the champion and then Priest coming out of that. Yeah, that 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 does make sense. Um, I don't really have anybody else in mind that would be a good fit for this, uh, especially when it's confusing to understand if if Priest is a good guy or a bad guy. I was coming from uh, did it along that same line, saying Priest will be the next Demon Balor or the Monday Night Messiah, because again, he's literally the, the angel and the devil here. Um, yeah. Uh, 
now that I thought about it a little bit, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think they could pull it off of trying to have a guy be both an angel and a devil. Yeah. Um, and that literally being his thing. Because I think especially for the for the, the casual beer, that would be very, very kind of jarring to be like, oh, he's like beating up a baby face this week. And then again, maybe it's in this case, the next night being the good guy. I think that'd be kind of uh, difficult to kind of keep track of like that. So, uh, but the, the thought about last year, Steven saying that last year could, could win the Rumble uh, at this point. I think he'd be a good option for it. I feel like it's more, I think, the, in a lot of ways, uh, the writing on the wall might be for Randy Orton. It's in St. Louis. So I feel like that might be likely, uh, or at least a like, like, likely possibility. Uh, Stephen pointed out the priest is like Jekyll and Hyde. Again, I think these are good ideas. I, I think that's a fitting description. I just don't know if I could pull that off, especially it's, it's this weekly, uh, weekly episodic show. It's like, I don't know if you could have, if they could really kind of pull off that kind of, that, that, that's a complex story to tell. And I, I don't really know. Uh, They've, they've got that, that that depth to do it. So um, especially because more than not, they're, they're trying to appeal to the casual viewer. They may not be watching all the time. They might not be kind of uh, in tune with the, the whole extent of the product like that. So I think that'd be a very interesting story and interesting storyline to see, but I'm not sure that that's where we're going with Priest here. But um, speaking of uh, interesting storylines we got tonight, John, uh, other than the egg opening the show, very quickly here, we opened with a Randy Orton interview uh, he did not know where, where Riddle was, and I thought the Riddle stole the egg, which I thought would be kind of interesting. But then Riddle shows up, and he's wearing a fake goatee, and he's wearing Randy Orton's trademark like sleeveless sweatshirt. And then it took a couple minutes, but then he starts to walk out uh, to go to the ring, and it turns out he's wearing trunks. And he tells Randy like, "Oh, you said it, you told me to be more like you, so I did. I literally, you know, made myself you." Um, and I thought this, I thought this was great. Like, again, I've made it, I made it pretty clear. I'm not always the biggest fan of it all. I thought it was pretty funny though. Um, just having him have him literally cosplay as Randy Orton. He comes out, uh, to Randy's theme song, but after, after he tells Randy, oh, I hear voices in my head. Like, I thought that was pretty great. But he just, DJ saying Riddle's a riot, that he's very funny. Um, this is one of those weeks where it, de it definitely worked for me. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, and then he went, he replaced face and Dolph Ziggler. And he, it was, it was, like, some, I was, I was criticizing their, my uh, lack of trust and then their ability to do this Jekyll and Hyde thing for Priest. But this is, this is interesting because he was, like, pretending to be Randy Orton. He's, you know, trying to, like, be like Orton in the ring. And then he hits his power slam. And then he wants with him winning with an RKO. But he also used his own usual offense, like the, the kip up and the, uh, his usual moves. So the hybrid of the two helped him win. So, John, the storyline was that Riddle took himself and learned from Randy and won. This was a, a, an actual logical story that made sense from beginning to end. And John, the bar is so low, but I was like, oh, cool. Like this, 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 this is good. And I'm happy with it. So if we've seen this for the past couple of weeks where Randy's been like, you know, you gotta listen to me. You're not, you need to be more likely, you know, you need to not help the street profits and whatnot. Uh, and now Riddle's like, oh, I'm actually going to listen to you. Well, maybe a little too much, and he won. And I, I said, I think last week, week before, Riddle's been pinned a lot lately. He start, he he literally takes Randy's advice to be more like him, and he wins. John, uh, it, it's good. It's I good. thought it was. I thought it was great. The segment, yeah. the match, the post match, everything is good. Uh, I, I just try to keep thinking long term and exactly like first of all, which team is even close to challenging viably for for these and secondly when is this all going to come crashing down well along that line uh the second one at least uh, eddie's saying randy will get pissed off and rk riddle in the next three months i saw some people thinking that when uh, riddle won tonight that like that randy would just drop him in rko i, I, I thought like that would have sucked like here <laughs> you got this this actually like good moment of like progression and to have the the turn jump start there we would talk about it for weeks i think it makes sense uh, whether it's Randy winning the Rumble and doing something there, or having R uh, Riddle accidentally cost him the Rumble and having that be it, I think well, that's kind of where, where we're looking at it there. That's at least my thought about it. Um, and again, it just feels like a very, you know, very classic WrestleMania level story of like partners breaking up and and having that uh, team. At that point, it'll, it'll be over a year, um, so that makes sense. I, I I like that. I don't want them to do it. I think doing it now would be too soon because then you got, you got in theory, draw out of WrestleMania. That's a little too much time. Um, 
So that does that does beg the question of what what do they do until then? It's November now. They've got to kind of get through at least December if they do uh, if they do want to doing the uh, the split in the rumble. Um, you know, tonight we saw the Street Profits. They they had a match with Styles and Almost, the former champions, in which Dawkins used a fire extinguisher to to save uh, Matas Ford from Almost's clutches. Um, I guess these they use a the fire extinguisher because they want the smoke, John. That's literally I think that's probably what they're going for. Um, all right, uh, but they did not win, so it's not like they can necessarily turn around next week and be like, "Oh, we we earned, we earned a title shot." Um, we've seen Styles and Almost many times. Um, the Dirty Dogs briefly got a push into the top, like top of the title scene. They've got American Alpha. Um, uh, we know the Mysterios are turning on each other soon. Supposedly, supposedly, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll they'll quickly build them up uh, to challenge, and then and then maybe they'll set up their split. Uh, we did see them series facing Bobby Lashley in a handicap match tonight because because they are just gluttons for punishment, I guess. <laughs> They both got just demolished by Lashley in, I think, two weeks in a row. And they're like, oh, you can't take both loss on at once? Oh, he could. Oh, he could. Uh, and he did. Uh, but Lashley won again. I think he's looking better than ever. But maybe maybe they'll put up the Mysterios against the other tag teams, kind of have them move, move away from Lashley because Lashley's unstoppable, have them do that. Uh, otherwise, I don't really know. The draft uh, is always kind of shakes, shakes up the rosters here. Um, Steven's saying the Viking Raiders. I believe the Viking Raiders moved to SmackDown, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, could be wrong. Did, that, one. Yeah. that was the case, though. Um, yeah, the the depth is uh, pretty lacking in that sense. So I think at this point, for for the the freshest matchup available, I would say probably I I like the for the serious least challenge, but for who might win, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess ideally with the street profits down the road, I, I well, that'd be my preference at this point. I've had titles in a while, so go for it. Uh, DJ said, don't, go, don't even get me started about the Mysterios again. Split them up. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's time for that. I'm not quite sure about that. Um, I think that'll be a great story when it does happen. But there's, it's weird because both both of them have said like well, they, they don't want to split up. They don't want to, they want to feud. And maybe that's just them being more in a storyline. But I don't know. It's hard. Their father and son, like, they, you know, like, they're going to have a hard time like, kind of uh, doing that convincingly where it's like, you know, I don't know. I think that's uh, the downside of, of family feuds like that. It's a little hard to be like, oh, they actually they actually hate each other, but they actually love each other. It's a, it's a weird gray area. But um, again, we're talking about some, some they've got good teams on SmackDown, but that, you know, with a brand split, that kind of limits the possibilities with a DJ saying Los Lotharios should, channel, should take the title shot. Um, Mansoor's got a new partner. Again, these are on SmackDown. Yeah, they're on SmackDown. So Raw... You know they uh they're kind of lacking here. Uh, Eddie pointing out we're talking about we mentioned almost in that in that match for the Street Profits almost. And Johnny mentioned earlier he won the Battle Royale, so maybe he'll get a big push. That's definitely what what it feels like uh, where they're going. With well, Eddie saying yeah. he'll even be a big threat in the Rumble, I would agree. He just he just literally eliminated twelve guys in the Battle Royale last night, so that feels like where they're going with that. Uh, but that's why it feels like they're not going to do. Uh, Styles and almost won winning the titles again. Richard's asking again. This feels like a weekly question at this point, as this can just kind of unfold here, asking which which team Styles almost RK Bro will split up first. I would say Styles and almost at this point. Uh, almost uh, is quickly kind of uh, breaking out on his own. He, admittedly, Wallen's tag team, and I think it's, at some point push will come to shove, and he'll be like, "I don't need you, AJ, and I'm going to go off to my own thing." Maybe a little feud. Uh, that would make sense, but there you go. Finish Renato saying, what's up? We appreciate you, Nando, for all, always chipping with your support. Uh, just you're talking about what was a very odd episode of Raw, a very uh, eventful one, ironically, with, with eggs and title changes and and everything in between. <laughs> but um, DJ Paul, we're talking about the, the brand split here, saying they could have the, the brand brand invitational or the wild card rule, whatever you want to call it. Um, they could, uh, but that's more of like a, a one-off. It's like they could have a, a one team come over for a match on Raw, but like that's not a, I don't, I don't like that's not a real like way to hey get those off. And, yeah, it's not a long term solution. So um, they could do that to like extend this. Maybe maybe just once they get like desperate and they, they run out of teams, uh, you know, they could do something like that. Um, no, definitely one thing there that uh, will be interesting to see in the weeks going forward. Of like they don't have a lot of tag teams otherwise. 
Um, Eddie's saying, I think we talked about this a bit last night as well, pitching for almost, an, almost sorry, AJ and Edge WrestleMania. Assuming they do the split, I think that'd be great. We'll love to see it. Uh, otherwise here, John, not too much to talk about, except for Becky Lynch had two promos. One about her win over Charlotte Flair, obviously the very heated grudge match there, saying that she beat Charlotte and that no one else can beat her. Um, I thought this is great. I think the whole everything with Charlotte really helped me kind of come around on the heel Becky stuff. I was, I'm really kind of more... Uh, Digging the character now, I think she. I think she's more kind of feeling it a little bit. Um, and she said, "No, no one could beat her, and, and she's unstoppable. No second title." And there you go. And then later, later in the show, uh, she had a, a backstage exchange with uh, with Liv Morgan, and Liv Morgan, uh, who won that the, was the fatal five. I think fatal five way to win a title shot. Um, you know, they were going back and forth, and Becky just went off on Liv, saying, "Like oh, you, you, you came up short in Survivor Series. It came short money in the bank." And you, you, you let your mom down, you let your dad down. I think she said it like you, you let your grandma down, <laughs> and she's just like going off on it. The point Liv started crying, and at least you know that's in, in the story. But um, that was, it was like oof, she was just going off. Uh, Liv had like one kind of silly line where Becky was like, "You're not, you're never gonna hold this title," and Liv was like, "Oh, I held it last week." <laughs> she was like, you know, "I dropped the title, like you held it up." Well, I I do signings and kids hold the title, but. I thought it was, little, it was like a funny exchange, but also like not the best look for Liv. I was like, come on. Um, but along that same vein here, Steven saying he didn't see, see anyone beating Becky. And that's Becky Beck said. She had a great line tonight where she said, the underdog does not always get their day job. So they can position Liv as the underdog. The people can rally around, rally around Liv. They could be this great kind of underdog story. But then the underdog does not always win, John. The good like guy Jeff Hardy's been the last like three months. <laughs> But didn't yeah, the people, didn't the people really want him to win last night? It seemed like that way on TV. Like they he were was, really behind him. He was a resounding favorite to win with the crowd. That's just, what we all wanted. Yeah, just like Extreme Rules. Like, so there you go. The underdog, unfortunately, does not always win. That's what Becky's yeah. saying about Liv Morgan here. Um, if they drag us out to day one, I think it'll be a good match. If they do it on Raw, I think it'll be a good match. I don't know exactly how the uh, what what the, the what the timeline is, but I think it'll be good. She, she had just, a good line when talking to the crowd how she mentioned uh, that, you know, these 10 women were trying to put on a good match last night and instead the crowd chose to do the wave and sing songs and right, take over their right. own chance. And I was just laughing at myself because it's so true. Nobody cared about that match. <laughs> Nobody was watching that match. The only time anybody cared was when Bianca and Sasha were in the ring together. And I thought her saying that speaks volumes. And I think that Maybe she finally got through as that heel tonight that she's yeah. been trying to get. Yeah, which is weird because, like, I just felt like she kind of, uh, well, she came out tonight, especially, you know, having beat Charlotte, people cheered for her. Um, it, it felt like they were more kind of rallying around her, and she kind of like put the switch and was like, oh, no, I'm going to go off and like, you know, tear apart the roster and like very full, full heel. So, you know, I agree. Uh, and I've, I've talked about it before. I wasn't really feeling it. I am now. I'm on board. Uh, I thought her match last night was great. I thought this promo, these two promos are good. Again, the one where she just like tore into live, but that was good as well. Uh, DJ saying that he liked the Riot Squad reference. Becky mentioned, I think that uh, she's like, you, I think she said like, you let your mom down, your dad down. I think she said your grandma and your, your friends who, who aren't even here anymore. Uh, Indirectly referring to the Riot Squad. Um, but again, part of the thing here is that it doesn't feel like anybody is going to beat Becky Lynch. That's what Steve Chambers is saying. Eddie's saying he doesn't think he'll have a win. Maybe she'll win the Rumble and then go on to go on title for WrestleMania. I think that'd be cool. Club would like to see it, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what the future holds for for Liv, for Becky, and for, and for everybody. Uh, otherwise, I don't want, don't want to not mention it. Bianca Belair defeated. We was going to mention it a little bit. Bianca Belair defeated Tamina for the second week in a row. Then she gets beat up by Dewdrop, and they walk off with uh, they walk walk off together. So it feels like they're getting a stable there. So there you go. But of all that, John, again, from eggs to title changes to to everything else they could possibly imagine, it was, it was uh, for Raw, especially a, an eventful show um, that that kept you guessing in some ways. So what, what do you think about the show tonight, all things considered, coming out of Survivor Series? Uh, I went with a 6.75. I thought it was um, slightly below average match. It was a little goofy. A little awkward, but um, this is usually the time of the year that, as as he says himself, business picks up. 
Well, Phil, it's weird because usually like this is this specifically is the time where the business slows down and then they heat up again. Literally, not part of the pun, but day one. It usually feels like kind of January or so. They kind of pick back up for Rumble time, build a WrestleMania. This time of year tends to be a little rough, especially now without without even a pay-per-view in December. Uh, again, other than NXT, uh, it feels like we might be in for what could be, you know, unless they, they do kind of want to build up the, the, the TV shows a little bit more, what could be kind of a relatively uh, middling couple weeks. I hope that's not the case. I hope they, 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 they build up the shows and they do maybe a special episode here or there to, to counteract that. But um, I think business will pick up, but I don't think it's going to happen like next week. I think it might be more of a Christmas time or maybe after that even. But um, I would like not a bad show. I would, you said 6.7. Um, Venture with a six, Eddie with a six point seven, Brian with a six as well, Nando with a five point nine and two thirds ducks out of ten. Um, I I probably line up with the year like uh, maybe six point seven is too high. I'll probably go for like a six point six. That the egg stuff will do movie for me. Uh, glad to see all, all the theory getting that chance. We had title changes, and, and unless I'm like totally down on them, I, I'm I'm a sucker for them just for, just to shake it up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, not too much to complain about. You know, again, the egg stuff a little wacky. DJ going as high as an eight, saying that uh, the, the, the WWE finally let up to the fact that shows the week after people were actually good. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, again, it's all relative, right? On the on the raw curve, it was not a bad show. I didn't, didn't really think it was all that bad. I didn't think it was, I didn't think stars was all that bad. I'm actually feeling not too shabby about all things to WWE right now, at least on a uh, on a storyline TV perspective, but. Um, not a bad show. Didn't uh, as a, again, a social for all. I'm usually feeling very drained. Come out of it. Can't complain too much. And, and again, yeah, the egg was silly, but it was different. So maybe maybe there's something to be said for that. Lastly, here before we got here, DJ's asking about something that wound up being a very uh, controversial topic today, where Andrade Andrade El Idolo of, of AEW fame now unfollowed Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, his his I think fiance, a very least long term girlfriend on social media. I don't think they broke up. I don't know what to make of it. I don't want to speculate on it. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but this definitely blew up today in terms of, you know, getting over the place. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was an accident. Maybe uh, he accidentally swiped left. I, I, I don't know. Um, if they did, if they did, if anything, if anything's going on there, I'd imagine they would say something. From from all appearances, and literally as of like a week ago, they were still doing on cute couples pictures and everything like. As far as I can tell, from from the very very outside personnel that I'm sitting in, everything seems fine. I don't know why why that's why if it was intentional. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, could be something. Could be nothing. Till we know more, I don't really want to speak on it. Um, that's what I got. <laughs> Any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah. There's, uh, nothing, there's nothing to say because there's, uh, there's nothing to say. I. Uh might be biased, but uh, I, I, I agree with Sean Smith's sentiments where this could be just an attention-seeking move or, or a PR stunt or something like that because and 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 let's be real, who whose job is it to watch this and see like, oh my god, I you never guess what I just saw. I was looking last night and then I looked again this morning and you'll never guess that Andrade's no longer following Charlotte. Like, come on, who really monitors this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was again. We we I we were in the the, the the media business, but it's it's wrestling. It's all wacky. I um happened to click on like, like on a pop culture article the other day, and it was the fact that um pictures like confirmed the fact that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are dating now. Yeah, and I read the article for just for for kicks and giggles. And this, I'm not trying to be hypocritical because we write about stuff that's like real. Sometimes it's just like it's so silly. But there's this whole article about this relationship. It's like kind of like he's like like yeah, but you can see it on social media. But like someone's job is like to write this up. It's like and and now this someone, as you said, was like presumably following the account or happened to check it or whatever it might be. Again, I don't know how they even found out about that that they, that he wasn't following anymore. I don't know if anything comes of it. Obviously, we'll have more information as it becomes available. But for now, there's nothing to really say about it because I don't know. I like again, maybe 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 it was. Maybe maybe he wanted to kind of stir up stir up some controversy without any actual uh, consequence or, or significance to it. 
who knows, right? The, the wrestling world is very wacky. People do weird things, or, or again, maybe it was an accident. Who even knows? But with that being said, John, a weird episode overall, not a bad one, but a weird one. And with that, we're moving on here to NXT, NXT 2.0 tonight. For it's now Tuesday morning, so for Tuesday night, John and I will be back here to talk about all things NXT. Otherwise, Robert and I here are that Robert and I are here on Friday to talk about Friday SmackDown. Two down tunes on the rampage cover all things AEW. We have a great stream, great stream of interviews constantly come at you guys, whether it's Bill Bill Pritchard recently interviewing, uh, gosh, um, trying to remember. Uh, he interviewed Mercedes Martinez, he's interviewed recently Booker T, and many, many more than I could even name. I recently interviewed Brian Johnson, Ring of Honor. Uh, Dominic Daniels interviewed several MLW talents, such as um, Gnarls Barkley. He's got that one coming up as well. So all these things and more coming up to down the pipeline. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe. It's not just saying we've got a great follow, follow along you know, with all of our wonderful embeds here on the screen. We've got a, we've got a great, great, great team that I'm very, very uh, honored to be a part of. So uh, with that being said, well, I thank you so much for listening here, you, for for listening to, listen to us um, on a late late on a Monday night talk about the the wacky wild world of wrestling, which is uh, it's, it's an it's an odd journey, John. And no matter where it takes us, we try to do one thing above all above all others. Can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.